Welcome to Politics is Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host at KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. In the studio with us today is my my brother from another mother, my great friend, El Senor Bruce Pollard. How are you doing today, I'm Bruce? doing great, Egberto. It's really glad to, good to be here with you, and uh, we're going to have uh, some good discussions today, I think. Absolutely There's so. There's a man. lot happening. Absolutely so. You know what, man? We go back a long time. We're going to have some fun today, but today I am very, very concerned. I don't know if Bruce is going to completely agree with me, and I know if he doesn't with what I'm going to say here. Well, hear about it. But anyhow, folks, um, title of the show. T- oh, beforehand, I want I, today, I would love folks to listen to what I'm talking about here. And I'd love to hear your input early on in the show, if you will. Uh, the number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Would love, love, love to have your input because I'll be honest with you. Right now, I'm a bit upset. I'm a bit concerned about how we look at things. I've been going through a few talking here in, in, in while we're before the show with Bruce and also with the manager and hearing things where we agree and disagree and all that kind of stuff. We have a lot of talking we got to do. We got a lot of listening that we have to do. Anyway, the title of the show today is Stop the False Narrative. It was necessary, but it is a bailout. And second one is Big Pharma getting scared, do you think? Welcome aboard on the... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Internet to El Señor, Paul Fleming. But again, folks, give us a call, 713-526-5738. I know you want to hear, what are you asking me to call for if you don't have anything to say yet? I'm going to read that first, but I want to give uh, Bruce an opportunity to just tell you guys hello and what's on your mind. What's on your mind, well, say, say, Egberto, have you ever gotten insurance policy and then put a claim in for more and gotten more money than you were insured for? No, Why? Well, that sort of sounds like what's happened in the banks right now. Oh, I love the way you said that. Oh, God. I Dang, Bruce. That is so true, though. That is so true. So there's something more working there than just the insurance policy. Yes, yes, yes. As you definitely said so as well. All right, folks. Title of the show today is Stop the False Narrative. It was necessary, but it is a bailout. And second item is Big Pharma getting scared. Subtitle of the show, Stop the False Narrative to Protect a Financial Sector that Produces Nothing as It Enriches Itself with Fall Products. By Big Pharma playing a PR game with insulin. Don't. Don't, don't for it. Those of you who got my email, I forgot a word in there. I wanted to say don't go for it. But anyhow, hey, we're only human, right? All right, first one. I I want you to listen to this one and I want you to start calling 713-526-5738. Your calls are really important because that gives us a chance to have a dialogue and to get a good picture of the way everything works and the way different people think so we can come to some common agreement that will help everybody get on the same bus. 
you know, Bruce, before uh, I go into this, I love what you said earlier because you were talking about, Egberto, we really have to get absolutely everybody, disregard everything else. We need to get to that position where we can all get on that bus and uh, rhetorically or, or figuratively go into in D.C. and say, this is what all of us, this is what we want. Yeah, that's right, because there are changes that need to be made, some of them simple, not so simple, in our Constitution. And we've got to be able to have some kind of movement to amend it and get it adjusted. It's not perfect. Times have changed. And the only way that's going to happen is when we get everybody, not just people from one part of life or another, but everybody together and coming together to stand in Washington and say, we want our country to change this way. Absolutely. So anyhow, here's the deal. It was necessary, but it is a bailout. Don't let anybody change those words to you folks. And let me increase the size of my reading here, because as you guys know, my cataracts are starting to misbehave. Wish me luck when I get that taken care of. Anyhow, I had another I had another topic I wanted to work on today, but I am concerned that the attempted quasi redemption of banking, both traditional banking and investment banking in the media is in full vogue. And that is the reason we get into the soil, wash, rinse, repeat cycle. Soil, rinse, repeat, or rather soil, wash, rinse, repeat cycle. With the fraud sector, I mean uh, the financial sector. Notice I call them the fraud sector. I'm just listening to what my good friend Bernie Sanders have to say. But anyhow, during the 2016 primaries, Senator Bernie Sanders said that Wall Street's business model is fraud. I do not believe Bernie went far enough with that statement. He should have said that our entire financial sector is predicated on legalized fraud. In other words, most of what is done in the financial sector are legal. But being legal does not mean ethical, moral, or beneficial to society. When one understands the definition of a parasite, it is difficult not to see that the financial sector is flushed with a large contingent of parasites and parasitic behaviors. I don't want to come across too harsh, even though that was sort of harsh. Sort of harsh. Yeah, that was sort of harsh. (laughs) But, you know, Bruce, and I know to some extent you you probably will, will have some words on this, but Bruce... When I see the way we talk about the average person and we don't want to give student loans and we, the way we treat other folks, we don't coddle the rest of Americans. And every time something happens with something like the banking sector or something like the stockholder, or we always try to do something fast to make it whole. Uh, look, Biden had to do what Biden did. I agree. But my God. Look how fast it happened over a weekend and they came out and they told all those folks in the banks with deposits, we'll make you whole. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, um, first off, I think that the system, the FDIC system is designed, I always thought, to make everybody whole enough. And that there might be some people who had more money in an account than what was covered, but I know people who are in that situation and they just have more than one account 
and um, and so they're covered. I don't think that um, I don't think that they needed to go any further than that. Um, but by the same token, when you start hearing about all of the people, there was something special about that bank that there are a lot of people invested in that. I guess because the bank paid back so well compared yes. to other banks. So then it's an investment, right? And a risk. but that's why it. That yeah. I mean, people took the risk and and. It, it ran into off. trouble. So anyway, let me continue with this here. I, I, get, I read you. The problem is we continue to coddle them and make excuses for them. That is the biggest moral hazard in our country. People always talk about moral hazard. We don't want to give folks stuff because it will create a, debate, a dependency moral hazard. We have all these things that we call moral hazard. Too often we are quick to deny help to those who this sector bleeds dry with the narrative that helping the poor, creating necessary humane services, and the fear redistribution of unearned gains would somehow create a moral hazard. So don't don't forget if you've got some think thoughts about this to call in 526-713-526-5738 and um, we'll get in the discussion with you. Absolutely. Hit option two. Please remember that. Yep. Many saying this are members of the financial sector where moral hazard is in fact continually in play. Projection only works if we allow it to work. In other words, when you hear all these people talking about moral hazard on Wall Street, when it's about increasing taxes so that we can get health care, so that we can get care for the, uh, for, for the kids who need uh, their parents to go to work, so they need somebody to take care of the kids, so that whenever we talk about giving increasing taxes on those who have best benefited from our economic system, oh, they talk about, no, no, that's a moral hazard. But you know, the people, they should look in the mirror. They are the moral hazard. They got used to making a lot of unearned income, a lot of gains on services and products not really rendered. The media highlighted the voices of many who put ridic ridiculous possibilities for the reasons for the failure of Silicon Valley Bank. They allowed the woke argument, the diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI argument, the inflation argument, the interest rates argument, and many other arguments to create a bait and switch paradigm that takes one eye of the issue. In other words, there is some reason why this bank failed. It really wasn't the executives all that much. It isn't really something endemic to the financial sector. It isn't really this. So, I mean, this is somehow different. This is different than that average American citizen who just needs a hands up. So we need to help them because, you know, this was just the way the system works. You know, the financial sector creates instruments not to do good or produce a product or service beneficial to society, but parasitic instruments enrich those with capital. If a product or something good comes out of it, then it's a PR moment to capitalize on as the scam continues. I want to explain that because I, I so deeply believe this here. You know, when you talk about a stockbroker and all these guys. Look, I'm not saying we don't need stockbrokers to help folks navigate in a capitalist society because that's who we are and that's who we will be in the foreseeable future. So they understand the mechanics of financial instruments, 
right? But as something you said today in the car as we drove here, Bruce, you said, I tell you what, now I'm not going to say you say, let's talk about what you spoke about, what capit- what stocks and all these things used to be. Well, so... <laughs> When we talk about this, you know, in the in in the old days, um, when when things started out, the reason that people invested was because the company needed capital to do something to make their business better, so they could create a product and people could buy it, and it required concrete and steel. I I work in the the chemical industry, so it required con- concrete and steel to create that new product. And so that was the investment that you made, and it was physically worth something. Now, when people put money in the stock market, the stock market rides up and down, and it's got nothing to do exactly with the product or its value anymore. It's got just to do with what's happening in the stock market. And people put money in the stock market just so it'll change, and um, and not because there's something happening in the company itself. And that's the reason why I said, Bruce, the financial sector creates instruments not to do good or produce or, or to produce a product or service beneficial to society, but parasitic instruments to enrich with capital. Right. And when you take what I'm thinking about to banks, especially the regional banks and the smaller banks, they're there. Like, remember in the Old West, there was the bank and people would put their money in. They're there for people like like you and me to put their money in and have it be in a safe place and to grow a little bit as the economy is growing. No more, really. I don't want to make 100% on my money. I just want it to be A, safe, and B, to grow so that inflation doesn't make it less of less value. That's what I expect of a bank. Whereas other people who are putting money, big, large amounts of money, and the bank is saying, well, we can make more money if we just um, have different ways to invest, and it changes the way the bank operates. And it's not really a regional bank so much anymore as a global investment bank. Absolutely. So, so folks, as it turns out, as, as you know, Bruce pointed out in the past, that's what we used to do. You invest in something so they can grow, produce a better service, produce a better product. Today, uh, when you buy stocks and these other financial instruments, it's just for you to make a dollar on top of a dollar, doing nothing for society. And then when, since it turns out to be all a gamble, when it goes south, it has nothing to back it up. There is no cement and steel, goodwill, none of that. Yeah. None of that yeah. is there to back up that stock. And that's why it goes and it floats. I'm going to get into a little bit more of that with Credit Suisse Bank, etc. a little bit later. But again, the financial sector creates instruments that's not producing anything and for which these people enrich themselves for doing absolutely nothing. And there's a, there's a marketing system in place that tempts people in the middle class who have some money but not a lot to invest in this because they believe that they can get another step further if they invest in these things that are taking higher risk than maybe what they should be taking with their money. Absolutely so. So now, so, so folks, I, I, as we talk about this and we talk about Silicon Bank, as we talk about a system that really rewards those that those on the top, but you know we can't get our student loans approved, uh, student loans forgiven or readjusted. None of that we can get done. But these guys 
they fall, they fall, they falter, and in two days they're given a bailout. I'm going to explain something about that bailout now. Here, here's, here's the deal. Let's get something straight. We, the American people, bailed out a lot of rich investors who had deposits in silver. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Silicon Valley Bank. That's a statement of fact. The FDIC's funds by law insured $250,000 per account. All right. President Biden used his power to extend that to deposits of any size. While investors in the bank stock proper will lose their investment, there are instruments that will allow the recovery of much of that. But make no mistake, accounts over 250 received a bailout. When they claim that the FDIC is paying for the accounts, and as such, taxpayers are not on the hook. That may be seemingly true, but factually false. The banks pass all those fees right back to the taxpayers with higher fees and lower interest on their deposits. So make no mistake here. The only way we can cover the losses in those banks is for it to come from the FDIC by fees, yes, paid by these banks. But those fees are not ultimately paid by the bank. It is ultimately paid by you. So, Egberto, I'm still confused a little bit. Yes. When I put money in the bank, I think they put it into a vault or put it into some bonds or something which are of fixed value. If they make a little money on it, they share that with me. But my that money is always there. What happened here? I mean... Did my money go away? Did they use my money for something else? And that's the thing, you know, and, and that, that's a part that we call, well, at first, a lot of the banks and including what, what this bank did here is they would invest that money into things like uh, uh, government bonds, right, uh, that, paid a, that pay a fixed rate. They would invest in other, uh, other instruments. They'd loan the money back out because loaning the money out is it itself an investment, right? In other words, if, 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 if I put X amount of dollars in a bank and I am allowed, there's a thing called a demand deposit. You have to keep X amount in reserve, but you can loan the other rest out, which is, the crea is what caused the creation of money. So you're telling me that that bank right. did 
loaned out more money, so they didn't have my $250,000. No, they had an IOU for you. In other words, I owe you that $250,000, but I gave that $250,000. I put it to work by loaning it to somebody else who paid a little interest on that. And then I gave you a piece of the interest I collected by loaning out your money. But then when the value went down of the things that they were loaning, for example, I guess that's what um, treasury bills almost are now. Right. Um, bonds, that all of a sudden, my money was gone? Your money was never gone because the truth of the matter is they had a secure government bond, supposedly. And if you have a government bond, the face value of that bond remains the same. The market value of that bond changes because if the government is now issuing bonds at a higher cost, I mean, at a higher interest rates, in other words, if you have a bond that's paying 2% and, uh, and the, the government... Uh, issues are now issuing bonds at 5%. Well, suddenly, if you were to try to sell your bond, there's a formula that they're going to use that says, well, over time, right. that bond is worth less over time in an inflationary market. That's but, like in the engineer's world, we do this thing called net present value. Net present. There you go. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So, I mean, but the thing about it is the face value of that money stays the same, so if they if that bank never intended to get rid of those 10 year back those 10 year government bonds nothing really changed it's because of the way our floating economic system works that makes it any different in other words because that particular bond if they attempted to sell it they couldn't get face value that is the reason why the bank is supposedly in trouble. Here's the funny thing about it, though. The, Fed, the feds are going to loan money to all these guys at the face value of their assets. So then what triggered the run? Again, that just shows you how our system is really not a secure system it it run it the ran occurs because we had a lot of people on twitter we had a lot of rumor mills going around and saying take your money out of of silicon valley they're going under nothing really changed from day one to day two other than the run and they would have run out of available cash so our president covered that run our president covered that run and he had to it's do the right it. thing to do it was no i do not disagree it absolutely was the right thing to do the problem is we have a system where the right thing to do only applies to a particular sector and secondly when it comes to these guys given that they know how the system runs uh, these bankers at Silicon Valley and all the other banks that are about to fail, they know how the system runs. And if they invested that much of their money into government bonds that they know will depreciate if inflation goes up and the government start issuing bonds at a higher rate, their job is to know that the present value, as you just was mentioning, the present value of that investment has just dropped. I mean, I don't agree with it. That's just how the system works. So who's going to have to pay for the covering? The FDIC will pay for that out of the fees. So the banking system the is going to cover The banking system pays, but there ain't no banking system without us. But that means we're going to get less interest on our investments that, because some's going to go into the insurance policy. Exactly. That, that, those billions that go into that insurance policy are billions being removed that otherwise people would have earned. Yep. And that's the reason why I am not comfortable with Brother Biden 
and all the others trying to save face for these banks that are saying, oh, it's not going to cost the taxpayer nothing. It cost the taxpayer. It was a bailout because the insurance policy was for $250,000. Everybody got their monies back. So the trade-off to all of this would be to have a nationalized banking system. That is where you and I would probably get into a little bit of disagreement. But I, I think given that whenever the bank fails already, the, uh, the, the government makes them whole, I think that the honest, the honest answer to me is that banking, the control of our money should be nationalized, in my humble opinion. Because whenever they get into trouble, we make them whole. But when they're making a lot of money, that money goes to the wealthy. Yeah. And that's the reason I speak about, when I talk about nationalization of certain sectors, I don't want everything nationalized. I want the things that, that, that we depend on, the things that we shouldn't leave for the profit motive. And that's where, when you and I are having our, our private conversations, I try to get into, no, 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 no. What I'm hoping for is I want a system where, where, things, where there are certain things that belong, in, a, in my opinion, into the for-profit sector and others that don't. And we have, look who we have on the line, our good friend, Brother Barry. Barry. Let's let Barry into the fold. Barry, come on in, my dear brother. Come on in, Barry. Uh, Barry, let's get that red signal to bring you in. Come on in. Barry, you're really? on, sir. Come on hey, in, sir. Are. Sorry about that. You're on now, Barry. All right. I got three objections here. Yes, sir. Uh, one, had it been some climate change BS, you would have had an expert on climate change on. Okay. But now banking, you don't have an expert on to go over with you. You're going over with, with, with your socialist buddy. Okay. And I don't see how that advances the agenda. Are you saying, though, that the investments made the high end do not do society any good? Uh, no. Well, let buying, me, let, wait, 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 wait. Okay, buying sorry. government bonds in and of itself is a good thing. Are you saying there's $100 billion created last year by Goldman Sachs that went to create 100 small businesses? And argument 100 more is not a side of good. Can I first defend my brother next to me? Uh, 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 Bruce is not a socialist. If he's not a socialist, let's speak for himself. I know. No, no. I, but because, it's, because the program is my program, sir, I just, uh, you know, if somebody, uh, if somebody says something about my guess, I think I should be the first to correct something. All right. I, yeah, so. I, call, I call him a socialist. Go ahead. All right. So Thank good. He's, he's not. Thank you. I don't bother with those things. Okay, great. So let's, let me answer I your question, Barry. Liberal, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, Barry, let me uh, answer your question now. Why uh, no, no bank expert on today? Okay. Uh, I, think, I don't think bankers are experts. That's one of the reasons why I, don't, I, can, well, I can take a banker as far as I can throw him. So but, uh, right. are you a banking but expert? Any climate change, Barry? Any climate change, Barry? Barry? Is the expert. Are you a banking expert? No, I'm not. But any okay. climate change, but any, wait a minute. But any climate change, why not with a qualified expert, though? Right? Yeah. So I think I would too. But you know, this is all a all big right, picture let's thing. That. Is Goldman Sachs doing good for society? No, Len. Can I can answer okay, that so category? Create a women. Create a creating a hundred businesses and argument a hundred more is not societal good. Let me ask you. No, it's not. It's uh, the, the creation okay, of a hundred businesses is very good, but it didn't take a Goldman Sachs who profited right. from those businesses to do okay, that. So Goldman Sachs is running a charity. No, should they shouldn't run a charity? And but Goldman we don't. Sachs we, is in it to make money. Yes, they are. But and shareholders. I agree with you there. And sir. You don't get to you don't get to dictate the amount of money. I Goldman agree. Sachs to make. Barry, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I want you to listen to me and stop talking for a second, my brother. Then start making sense. Then. Well, then let me finish talking, sir. 
here we go, Barry. I agree with you. I don't want to control Goldman Sachs or what Goldman Sachs makes, and Goldman Sachs is not a charity. You're absolutely yes. right. Secondly, I know I am. all right, good. I'm happy for you, sir. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, I don't need Goldman Sachs to create the money supply to have funded those businesses. We could have created entities that don't depend on some parasite that depend on my success to move forward. And that is and what that I'm trying 10, to get. 20, 10, 20, or 30 years out from now. Oh, it doesn't have to be. But you're right. Actually, okay. believe it or not, sir, Barry, a lot of what you say is right. But I a lot, know that. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to remember. Was Goldman Sachs one of the banks that we bailed out? Yes, it was. No, yeah. Goldman, no, no. Yes, it was. It was, it was one of the banks. Not this time. Not this time. There were no investment banks bailed out. They were all commercial banks. So get no, it straight. No. <laughs> what? From ten years ago? We bailed there out. There were no investment banks bailed out. There was no Goldman Sachs bailed out. Bank of America bought Merrill Lynch, and the others had their own money. Goldman Sachs was bailed out, but we'll go into that at a different Goldman time. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll study that. No, no. Let me tell you why. You know, the thing about it is Goldman Sachs buys so get, papers. Get, get okay. Past, past that. Ho, 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 Barry, hold on. Hold on. Barry, please hold on, sir. Please hold on. Let's keep this civil. Um, the fact of the matter is Goldman Sachs bought a lot of papers from many other institutions right. that were bailed out. And thus, Goldman Sachs was, in fact, bailed oh, out. Oh, come on. All right, I Barry, let's, okay. Barry, <laughs> Barry, anything else I need to jump to? Barry, brother, this Barry. No, no, don't hang him up. Till, don't don't hang him. I, I want to ask, don't hang up till I say, because I love my people. Let me, let me just say this, Barry. Thanks for calling. Thanks I for calling. I appreciate you calling. Goldman Sachs bought the paper. Brother. When we, when we talk climate, I'll, I'll, I'll want to hear from you because I'm going to, I'm going to, no, Ask some no, tough questions with climate. climate. I'm not a climate change one. Barry, look, oh. Barry, I appreciate your call. You keep listening and you keep calling because we always like hearing your voice. Okay, brother? And could we finally get the truth that Goldman Sachs is not running a charity. You cannot control Goldman Sachs' money. Yes. The shareholders are not putting much capital at risk for their health. Thank you. 75% of what you said is Thank true. You. Thank you, Barry. Have a great day. All right, let's go to Jane. Come on in, Jane. Good morning or good, good afternoon, I should say. Good afternoon, um, Jane. I yeah, I have a. I'm kind of confused here. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'm I'm talking about the uh, uh, SVB, the the Silicon Valley Bank failure. Yes, ma'am. And you were talking about nationalization of the bank. Yes, Because they're paying, they're they're uh, paying out not only for people who own uh, regular banking accounts, but right. also for those who do investments in this. Am I yes. correct, or did I... No, did you're, I you're absolutely correct, ma'am. You're absolutely correct. Okay. Well, as far as I know, and I could be wrong, mm -hmm. okay, I have investment accounts, mm -hmm. and I have... Uh, banking accounts. Yes, now, right. banking accounts are two two types, as far as I know. Right. You can, besides the the cash, which would be a savings account mm -hmm. or a checking account, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, or if you get a loan from the bank, mm -hmm. that's daily citizen. Um, Movement of money, and that's what I call a regular banking account. Right. That is that is insured by the yes. FDIC up to two hundred fifty. If your bank is insured, said. if the bank, if if your bank says yeah, FDIC, if the bank is insured, yes, it, it is. is in a backwoods bank in a back alley somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. All yes. right, now 
The other thing is if I decide I want to invest in this new a new bank, mm-hmm. okay, I don't give them my banking account. I give them an investment account. I right. give them uh, kind of like buying a share. Yeah, like if you go to Fidelity Investments right. or something. Right, or, yes. or Sears, Loman, and right. those other guys. Okay, all right. And, 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 yeah, so I have an investment account. Uh, in which it is investing in the the future of that bank. The bank sells shares just like um, just like big companies, just like just IBM like sells shares. Corporations, right? Do. Right. Now, from what I understand, and I might be totally off the wall here, but when I invest in a company, let's say Exxon, right. And I invest over the years and buy when I have the money to buy another stock or 10 stocks or something like that. And if the company goes bankrupt, I'm going to lose my money. You will lose your... uh, Let me me qualify certain things like when you have an investment account at uh, Fidelity or other places, right? Two things. Well, they're holding... They're they're holding. holding it. Right. Holding it. They're not owning it. Right. They're holding it. Exactly. They have to have a place to hold it. Right. You are, they are the one managing your stock. And yes, if, if, if Exxon goes under, you lose everything. That doesn't come under insurance. However, right. places like Fidelity also have their own insurance policies. Okay. In other words, if Fidelity goes under, because remember, Fidelity has its own mutual funds and, 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 and all that kind of stuff as well. And that company can go, go under like Lehman Brothers and others go under. And right. even though they own your stock, I mean, it, when they go under, all of that is under the them. The stock and isn't gone. The, the, the stock, yeah, the stock well, is still there. The, the, here's the thing. But, you know, things like money markets and all that kind of stuff that you have under that umbrella, if that stuff goes under, in, if certain investment firms go under, everything go under, okay? But things like Fidelity have insurance on them as well. If you go to the Fidelity page, you'll see that they'll say something like uh, your money is insured for over a million dollars. I don't quite remember what it says, okay? But something to that effect. When you're outside of the FDIC system, right? There's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of difference and I don't even know it all. Uh, as far yeah, as I, I yeah. understand that I understand right. that so if I the fidelity goes down uh, and and let's say they use my Exxon stock right. as a bartering trip right ship like at, a short uh, for somebody else short term yes. loan that kind of so they can make some interest on it and that right. kind of thing I still have my stock because Exxon is sending the dividends to me not to fidelity right they well, can, at Fidelity some point, can't use that. At some point, so, if the stock is worthless and the company goes bankrupt, the stock, well, that's a the stock is, going the stock is then torn up. Yes. And yeah, it's worthless. That's if, if, that's if Exxon goes bankrupt. If Exxon goes bankrupt, my stock is worthless. Right. Yep. But if Fidelity goes bankrupt, it doesn't mean my stock is worthless. No, yep. no, no. That does, it, Exxon yeah. still pays for it. But yeah. yeah, where I'm housing it's bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. And I might lose some money because, yeah, because I have to pay their money managers. The part to, that you could lose goes well and that kind of thing. Jane, okay, now, Jane, Jane, Jane hold, hold on, Jane. I want to correct one thing that I, and I think yeah. I'm, I think I'm correct here. Remember when they hold your stock, they could have made trades with your stock, right? And did things with your stock. They can't trade my stock. No, not trade your stock. Not, but with, they, not they without can, my permission. They no, can't no, trade they can't, tra- but they can loan your stock. Okay. 
In other words, if when they when you hear about these investment companies doing shorts and all of that, and and if there's an investment banker that can correct me if I'm wrong, but whenever when when a bank when these guys have shares, I think they or I think you have authorized them to loan your stock so that they well, can see, create. That's, that's I mean, you have to authorize them to do it. I think there's I think by having the. That- I think yeah. in having the account, you probably, I could be wrong here. I'm not 100% sure. If you have sure. an account with Fidelity, mm-hmm. okay, and, you, and they're holding your stock in Exxon or right. whatever it is they're holding, right. okay, you have to sign a paper that allows them to do certain things. Right, that's Now, if correct. you don't read it and just sign it, yeah, right. you're liable right. to lose Yes, you're correct, Jane. Things if, if they end up being Jane, you know, Jane, you're correct. Yeah. Let's move to the other part that okay. you said you wanted to now, say. Now, I want to go back to the bank with that same idea. Yes, they have an investment account at yes. that bank yes. for those who wish to invest in the bank's future. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not a bank has insurance for that, I have no idea. They but, they weren't they weren't bailed out. Okay, that that the, yeah, the, the people that you just know, said they, they weren't, weren't bailed out. Bailed out. No, so they weren't the bailed out. The investors would lose their money. Right. Yeah, that's why. That's why the CEO of the bank, three weeks before all this happened, the CEO of the bank took his he some of it stock, four mil, yeah. four million dollars worth of the stock that he had from his bank company. Well, he took it I out. Don't know any- I don't know anything like that, but the thing is, is that it, it, they were probably having a little problems because of inflation. Right. Uh, you know, they were they they were not getting a whole lot of interest on stuff, so they could get a lot of the, you know, those bonds and sell them and this kind of thing for people to buy, which is right. fine. But when inflation occurs, the bond market goes down. Exactly, and that's what caught them. But and they that, should have that known better. Means yeah. They don't get any extra floating money for people who go up to the bank and says, hey, I want to cash my, my, my paycheck or I want to cash a hundred bucks here, you know, and well, things like that. So well, they, they, they don't have enough money to cover that it. That is what, what that occurred. Moment. That's what a run is. A run is when enough of the people want to remove their money that is greater than the demand deposit that banks are now required to have, which is around right. 10% and that or something like that. And, and by the CEO or whoever, I don't care whoever did it, and right. Right. And went to Twitter and announced to the world, "Hey, this bank is sunny. You have a perfect storm going." Exactly. Exactly. You. They did not have a chance to even correct the problems that were occurring with the high inflation. Maybe all the banking people were there involved, the board of directors and so forth, were young people, and they had not had to. Jane, I want to stop you there. Jane, I, I want to. No Jane, idea. Jane, I want to stop you there. Why do, and, and I, I say this respectfully, why do you feel the need to find a justification for a failure of people that have cost the system so much, as opposed to, let's say what I've said here, that this is a parasitic type financial system? Why did you... Well, see- I don't know. In, in, in regard to that stuff, I really don't know if that is the case or not. Uh, and that's it's what I at this point. No, what I'm trying to tell you, and what I try to allude to in my allude to in in the narrative that I gave, 
is that we are, in fact, in a parasitic financial sector. Let's give another example, right? Uh, you, you, to, yesterday was uh, S- Silicon Valley Bank, and I don't remember the and name of it. tomorrow could be my bank here in, right. in Conroe, and, Texas. Right, and today, <laughs> where, where are you? Huh? Where Conroe. Are you? Oh, Conroe, got you. And the other... Yes. And the other, uh, but Credit Suisse Bank, big time bank. One investor says, I am not putting any more money in it and the market's about to crash. Can we not understand that this is not a system that really is on even an even keel? And because so few of us understand how it actually works, that there is a problem inherent with the system itself. Don't you yes, see that? Yes, but you also have to consider some of the changes that were made with the uh, rules and regulations right, of the right. bank that I agree they were with you. loosened, that they were loosened uh, yes. a few Under, years ago. Yes, yep. yes. It and, was, and I think that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. That yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to name names or anything else, but but you know, I mean, gee, I looked at that and I said, are they crazy? <laughs> Yeah, and the question the question then becomes, and I'm not a genius in this. The question then becomes: Was the people who made those changes were they acting in you and my interests, or were they acting in the interests of somebody that they weren't necessarily representing? I have no idea what interests they were acting in, but I do know the, the the what they did was was crazy. Jane, let me ask you a question. It changes things to add more, uh, I don't want to say illegal, but more offhand Just risk. Jane, I I need to, I want to continue with the program, but I I love, I love your voice and I love what you bring. Thanks for calling. No, no, I don't want to get her. I want to, I want to, I want to probe you on something else here, uh, really, because I want the audience to hear this. Uh If you and your husband, uh, okay, uh, go to go, go to a bank, and the only person the banker speaks to when both of you walk in is you. If you go to bank number two, and the only person the bank speaks to is your husband. If you go to these uh, many other institutions, and the only person that gets respect and spoken to is your husband. Uh, what's the problem? And just tell me in one sentence. I don't want you to spend too much words. One sentence. What's no, it's, it's, it's obvious. Uh, no, no. T- what, what's obvious to you? The guy's bigoted. Okay, so he let's wa- talk. He, wa- he watched too much of, uh, <laughs> of that show back there, uh, Arthur, Arthur. Yeah, okay. I get you. I, you. You make he your point. He hated everything. Right. He so let me, let, me, let me tell you where I'm going with this, though. Okay? So if every time something happens in Congress relative to the financial sector... And the folks that always get ahead are the folks with, uh, that have a certain, are in a certain class or in a certain income level. Oh, well, that's wrong to begin with, period. Uh, exactly. So, what, you know, so the same, I want people to start making the same, just like you were able to see immediately that. There was an issue when you are the one going to the store with your husband or going wherever with your husband, and he gets the respect. If everything that happens correctly... If we we had that, the first thing I would do is say, uh, what's the matter? I know, and and that's why... I'm the financial genius, Okay, stop right there, Jane. Stop right there, Jane. Stop right there, Jane. Jane. That is what politics done right wants Americans to do with respect to our society. Just the answer that you just gave. I want them to stand up and say... Why don't all of us benefit from the system? I got to let you go, Jane, but I really wanted to have one of our people 
actually come out and say that what you just said. Thank you yeah, so Yeah, well, tell that to the governor that wants to uh, own women. There you go. Thank you so kindly, my dear Jane. You have a wonderful rest of your <laughs> Thank day, okay? Thank you. Have a good show. All right, folks. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. want a great call. That was a great call. Jane is great. Uh, I want to I welcome into the, into the fold on the internet. Great discussion going on on the internet about the subject. Eric Hayes, welcome. Alistair Waters, welcome. Maywood, welcome. Uh, we also have um, uh, Julie Henderson as well in the house. Thank you guys so kindly for and Bridge MCP. Thank you all for being here in the house with us today. 713-526 on Paul Fleming as well. 713-526-5738. Hit option two. 713-526-5738. Hit option two. Let me go ahead and finish with the essay. Uh, thank you very much, Jane, for that call. And uh, the bank pass, I think I better read one line before that. When they claim that the FDIC is paying for the accounts and as such taxpayers are not on the hook, that may be seemingly true, but factually false. The banks pass all these fees right back to the taxpayers with higher fees and lower interest on their deposits. While I understand that, the pre that President Biden had to bail these banks out, instead of stressing that it is not a bailout or would not affect taxpayers, he should have talked about regulating the financial sector so they would stop the soil, wash, rinse, repeat cycle. They begged the government to make them whole when they expectedly screw up and pay politicians to keep the government off of their backs when they are profiting and accumulating their ill-gotten gains. Here is a note from a Fidelity Investment blog post one should digest. Several factors led to the precipitous collapse of SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. Most of Silicon Valley Bank clients include tech and venture capital companies in addition to executives for, for those firms. In an effort to attract clients, SVB offered a relatively high rate on deposit compared with many larger rivals. So here's a kicker. SVB offered relatively higher rates on deposits compared with their rival with their rivals. Remember, uh, SVB went from a $50 billion uh, bank to a $200 billion bank in less than 10 years. To help fund these higher rates, SVB bought longer term in higher yielding bonds when it was cash rich. But that was before the Fed began aggressively hiking rates and the venture uh, capital market experienced some turbulence. The value of most of those bonds SVB purchased has declined substantially. Bond values generally decrease with interest rates resulting in big investment losses. So folks, it is clear many of the accounts with millions were there for investment purposes. When you say we haven't bailed out folks, understand this. A lot of people wanted to park their money where they could earn 2% or so uh, in a, a market that's only paying 0.03% tax uh, in a manner that it, they know was a secure investment. And when this bank sort of went under, we made them whole. 
can we make the people who have student loans that were promised a good job whole? Can we give that mother who needs a break, uh, who needs assistance with her kid, can we consider her just as worthy as well? We have to understand our worthiness. You want to add something to this, Bruce? You've been quiet for a while. Well, I'm just trying to think. I mean, everybody's investing in our in our country and trying to make things better. And so when we have problems, we they should help us make us whole or keep us on the same path towards getting better. I agree. Alistair, come on in, Alistair. Let's talk to my, my friend, Alistair. Talk to me, my sister. Oh, hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going great, my dear. Talk to me. What would you like to add to oh this? Oh, my goodness. So, Jane, thank you, Jane, for helping represent Conroe, first of all, because, yeah, it's nice to know I am not alone in Montgomery County. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm in, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm in Montgomery County as well. Are you really, Bruce? Yep, Porter. Oh, well, you're right around the corner from me. Hey, <laughs> that's good to know. So, yeah, Jane was awesome. She brings a lot to the table yes, as far as wisdom. And, and how she spoke with, you know, if I'm being ignored, but my husband is not, yeah, no, I will put up with it. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. We all need to do that. And, Call out the BS when we see it. And, you know, Alistair, that is, that is a purpose of the program. I don't want anybody to just get away and think that, oh, I, we are just here trying to dog a system. We're not trying to dog a system. We are trying to let We folks- love our country. Exactly. We love our country enough to not let it stay in stagnant bathwater. There you go, girl. There, I mean, you just hit the nail up. on the head. That's what we're talking about. The idea is we can do better. We can ensure that this country is not just for a few folk. That this country, you know, I mean, the thing about it is the people who have a large voice, Alistair, are the ones who control media, are the ones who control everything. All we have is our little voice here at KPFT and other places. Now, if you think, if you think that the rest of the world, I mean, the rest of America is doing all that good, let me give you a number. And I, I Bruce, I think this number is right. It's like 80% of Americans can't handle a $400 uh, yep, error bill. Okay. Yep. That's an 80-20. Right. And, and the thing about it is yeah. there is no reason for us to live that way, Alistair, because uh, the only reason we are in that shape is that we have not acknowledged our worth to what those who are making have acknowledged. Right. And when exactly. we can get past and that's that's the goal, you know, some of our some of our family in, in the in the show on the afternoon saying how, you know, we have however many gazillion jobs that nobody wants so it doesn't matter if the if the you know if people that Elizabeth Warren was standing up for against the side saying how many people are going to lose their jobs you know like, well, it doesn't matter because we still have a million jobs out there available well yeah the thing is is that those jobs are available because they're not paying people exactly. to work there and uh, 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 what is interesting if you can't have a living wage at a job Right. Or it's not emotionally fulfilling, which, let's face it, with Maslow's hierarchy of needs not being met and you're just surviving, yeah, that's not living. And too many people 
for too long have been suffering under that, just surviving. Exactly. And, and you know, I done. Done. I love your Michigander accent, girl. <laughs> um, you know, I just love your Michigander. I was just listening to that. It was like, wow. <laughs> people call me a Wisconsinite, and I'm like, no, I'm from the better side of the lake. Uh, <laughs> no, I was I was born in Wisconsin. Don't 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 you know? Just because I've got I'm a not, cheese head, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. I have friends and family that are cheese heads. Yeah, Bruce is a good cheese head, man. But let, let, let me tell you. Um, so, I mean, the goal. So, for those that are listening, by the way, we still have a couple of minutes to take, I mean, a few more minutes to take calls. 713-526-5738, extension numero dos, extension number two. 713-526-5738. Hey, Alistair, uh, you're, you're kind of yes, noisy Tyler. in the background, but let me, uh, oh. no, 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 you, got, you can't sorry. help it. So, no, no, there's no sorry. I'm just kind of telling you why I'm going to kind of drop you while you're not talking. It's because of uh, a little bit of the, the background noise. But anyhow, you keep listening, keep calling, and thank you for what you bring to the fold. Okay, my sister? Good to hear from you. Totally. All right, now. Y'all have a good one. I'll you, talk to you later. You right. too, now. Absolutely. But anyhow, folks, I, I want to... I'm, I'm, if, if nobody else calls on the on this particular subject, 713-526-5738, extension 2 on the banker stuff, I hope you understood what I said. I hope you got where I'm trying to come from. The idea here... Thank you, thank you sir. The idea is that we we... We are predisposed to think things have to be this way. It does not. We, the people, can always th change things to make it more equitable for us all. I'm not saying equal for us all. I said equitable. If Bruce wants to work hard as hell, like he has throughout his life, then he deserve that extra that for somebody who wants to chill. I agree in all of that kind of stuff. I don't, you know, I, 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 those are, those are, humane and just how things work what i don't like is the unfair advantage that stock and and bruce i will you know what i don't I, i'm not going to cover the big pharma just to tell you that big pharma is running scared we may talk about this on on friday i'm going to leave this because i want to hit you up because there was a time that you and i were sitting down here talking and i was really hitting hard on certain issues about these people's musk and all these guys and your comment to me before we had our conversation is, uh, you're, you're probably just jealous that these guys are doing things. And I want to bring that up to explain to, to why, why you said that. Oh, well, it, it, I'm trying to think uh, in my mind right now, I'm thinking everybody wants to bring value to something. And maybe sometimes people want to bring value to themselves, but, but our responsibility is really to bring value if, if you're a humanist, to bring value to everybody. Uh, and, um, and sometimes you get going down the road and you go, oh, this is really good, you know, and, and it doesn't work out, so you find a different direction to go, and that's the way it goes. And you know, I, I like to listen. The, the reason I, I brought this up right here live on ear, right, is the only way one can be a good, a person that can effect change is you have to know how you're being heard on the other side and yeah. you know you have to understand how you're being heard it's not good enough that you know what you want you have to hope that the way you're being heard is the way you expect to be heard and when you told me well the way you express that it sounds like you're jealous of let's say a musk or whatever i wanted to handle that because the idea is like i told you uh 
But we've all shared in the creating of an idea. Right. And for sure, you've shared a lot in creating an idea. I've, I've used your, your software ideas and tools to, to make things that I use better. And so we all ride on the backs of each other. And that's the, that's the thing that, you know, when I, what I was trying to explain to, to Bruce is like, I swear to God, there's no jealousy of a Musk or all these guys that have turned that, that, you know, people have said turned ideas into success because I, what I have for these guys is that they built it on the work of so many others. And then I turned the page on Bruce and I, enumerated all these things that Bruce, you know, over the decades that I've known him, that Bruce have created and made in the industry that he's run. And in fact, you even told me the story about uh, that uh, facts. Tell us that little fact story. Oh, the idea that, that maybe 30 years ago that I thought it would be a good idea that uh, perhaps they should make a fax machine, build, it, build it a fax machine into a computer on the same board. We used to have a board called the modem board. And the modem board could actually do faxes too, so why not? And everybody at work kind of laughed at me. They said, why would that? We've got a fax machine. But six months later, it was a standard feature in, in computers that you would buy. It was You could send a fax right out of it. Thank you. And the moral to yeah. that story, the moral to that story is the following. Bruce had that idea. Hundreds of people probably had that idea, Right. And one person went ahead and had that idea and had the additional business yeah. mindset to do something yeah, these with days, it. These days, I'm starting to think in the now. Right. There are things that we've got to do now and we've got to get together and do together now to make this world be able to continue and to not have problems with the environment and problems with other kinds of people getting along that... We just got to straighten those things out one way or another. And it's all about now. It's not the past as much. History is good to learn from. But what we need to do now, we need to sit and talk together one-on-one -on -one and come up with the right ideas. That's why the calls are important for us is because then we can see the whole picture and when we can discuss it together. And that is why we talk also because, yeah. like I said, you need to know how you're being heard. Yep. Yep, that's you, it. You have, and, and you only know that by people talking back to you and people not having the fear to just yeah. in your face tell you the things that, and that's what I want us to be yeah, here. And, and that's the point Egberto made to me is that, that he sounds that way, but he sounds that way because he wants to be there to balance everybody so we can get the discussion going. Absolutely so, folks. But anyhow, I think I got what like I got two more minutes before we have to get out of here because there's another show coming. Only one minute. Oh, solamente. Only uno. one minuto. Que oh, lo que pobrecito. te pasa, hermano? Mierco. All right, folks. <laughs> ah, give me that scratch again. I want to hear that again. There you, you ah. Hey, I'm trying to get cool, man. You know, I want to be cool. You know That's what I mean, That's a different language entirely. There you go. Anyway, folks, look, I want to first thank you guys all for listening. Please remember to check in. Please remember to tell other people about uh, KPFT 90.1. We have great programs throughout the day. Always remember, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, noon, politics and right. Tell people about it and get your butts on air with us, 713-526-5738, extension 2. But anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what, Bruce? Ow!
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.